a silent, lonely figure in black. She keeps vigil over a long-forgotten buried treasure. The souls of her people can rest. Her own cannot. The Dare the Dark Headless Nun experience every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9.30, July the 3rd to September the 29th, leaving from the playground side of French Fort Cove, 1111 King George Highway. Tickets purchased on site, $15 ahead. Legends never die, neither will the call to dare the dark. A presentation of Character Matters, Miramichi. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran. Uh, back with you. We're almost through September, guys. I think this is the last episode of September. Let me double check that. Uh, I think it is. Yes, it is. Woo! Isn't that crazy? Um, so, uh, yeah, guys. So, we're going into October now. Um, as you guys know, for those of you guys who listen to the show on uh, on a daily basis... Um, or maybe not daily basis, on a weekly basis, I should say. But if you listen to it daily, then I won't argue with that either. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, you will know that I start off every episode with a little advertisement from Character Matters Miramichi promoting the Headless Nun Tour. Um, this is the last week for it uh, this year. Um, this is the last week for the Headless Nun. Uh, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, definitely be sure to uh, check it out. Uh, before it is uh, done for the year. Um, but although although that's the last regular uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday tour of the year for Headless Nun, uh, there is some more stuff coming up with Character Matters Member She, also involving the Headless Nuns. Um, they have uh, Horror at the Cove, uh, which is uh, the Headless Nun tour at French Fort Cove, uh, October 21st, 27th, and 28th. Um, I'm super excited. I'll, I will be taking part in that as well, too, actually, so I'm very, very excited. Uh, Madness at the Mance, uh, Haunted Tour at the Beaverbrook House, uh, October 13th and 14th. And An Autumn Haunting, Haunted Graveyard Tour at Wilson's Point, which is October 20th, which I am also excited to be part of as well. So definitely, guys, be sure to check out what Character Matters is doing. They're doing great stuff, man. Like, they're doing really, really good. Uh, shout out to you, Sean and Tom, if you guys are listening to this. And uh, Clara, um... You guys rock. You guys are the best. So, um, uh, anyways, guys, uh, uh, moving on to the episode today. Um, so, today I'm going to be joined by Atticus Sumner. Uh, Atticus is considered uh, one of the best percussion dancers ever. Uh, yeah, so quite an honor it is to have him on the show today. Um, he's a star of uh, Rhythm with Views. Uh, you can check it out on Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV Plus, and Google Play. Uh, we'll chat a little bit with him about uh, you know what he's done with the show, what he's done with um, you know his his uh, uh, dancing endeavors, teaching, and all that stuff. Great conversation and um, Atticus. Awesome, awesome guy, man. Definitely be sure, guys, to check out Rhythm with Views um, on, as I mentioned, uh, Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV Plus, and Google Play. Uh, definitely be sure uh, to tune into the conversation as well, too, and definitely be sure to support Atticus. Um, uh, later in the show, I want to chat a little bit about um, uh, these this the comment that came from Robert Danny Jr. recently with regards to Tom Holland's Spider-Man future, I thought was super interesting. Um, so I thought I'd talk a little bit about that. And also, I want to get my thoughts on the news that it seems Michael Caine is retired, uh, officially retired now. Um, never really, um, you know, announced too much of it prior to it. It was kind of just like, uh, you know, just, yeah, I'm pretty much done right now, actually. Um, it wasn't like a tune in Michael Caine's final movie. No, um, you know, we didn't really have any build up to it. But anyways, um, more to come on that later. And uh, without further ado, guys, just sit back, relax and enjoy the show today.
Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Corker Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corker. And today I am joined by a man of many hats, realtor, uh, t- uh, television personality, uh, tap dancer, uh, Atticus Sumner. Uh, Atticus, uh, he's a star of the new uh, uh, Amazon Prime uh, series, Rhythm with Views. You can catch it on Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV Plus and Google Play. Atticus, how's it going? Man, it's going great. I'm glad to be here. Yes, well, there. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I was just telling you uh, before uh, uh, the show started, I think this is the first real tap dancer, not just that I've ever had on this podcast, but that I've ever actually talked to, period. Not many. I don't know too many tap dancers uh, myself, and you're actually considered one of the greatest. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. That's what people are saying about you. So, I mean, how does that feel? That's quite the honor. Yeah, you know, it's uh, been quite a journey, um, and I appreciate that. I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, a lot of times what you think of anymore with with tap dancing is maybe somebody on Broadway or maybe just a bunch of little kids doing it at a, at a local studio or something. Um, so it has been quite a journey. I Actually, I started off, uh, I had uh, leg braces when I was young and uh, asthma and uh, quite a restriction, actually about 40% restriction on my lungs and was really an unlikely candidate to become, uh, you know, a really good dancer and just through, you know, kind of falling into the dancing. And I just kind of found over time, you know, it gave me more coordination and kind of, uh, something I just, you know, embraced and fell into. I really couldn't do a lot of sports and over time that, that sort of, you know, healed my lungs, I guess, and gave me the stamina to do more. And so it's really given me more than just the dancing. It really, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's awesome. It it, it really is awesome because I've I thought I remember years ago, I said, how fun would that be to learn tap dancing? And I'm like, I could probably never do that. Um, but <laughs> but uh, do you have any advice for people who might have been in the same mindset as me where you're like, oh, I could yeah. try it, but I never I can never do it. I you mean, know, obviously, you've done it and done it very well. So, you know, the thing is, is most of the people that have done really well at it, uh, you know, they just they didn't imagine like, okay, today's the day I'm going to wake up and become a great dancer. It's just something that you, you sort of fall into. So, you know, you don't really you just show up, you know, don't have that expectation about how good or bad you are. You'd be really quite surprised. A lot of times it really depends on the teacher. You know, I, I, I kind of learned early on that there's a lot more people that don't know how to dance than do know how to dance. So I, I geared all my lessons and stuff towards brand new people. I, I really enjoy trying to get them in and they all say, I've got two left feet. And, and uh, I think with the right methodology and the right, if you know what you're doing, you can get almost anybody to uh, become a better dancer than what they expected. They could, you know, if you're, if you're good at that part of it, um, I think a lot of teachers just kind of show you and then tell you, they don't really actually teach you how to do the moves. They, they just kind of stand up in front and do it really quick and say, you know, here, follow this. And, um, everybody learns a little different. So I learned that early on as well. So I think if you got the right program, which, uh, actually translate into one of the things I wanted to talk about was our, our after school programs for kids, actually, uh, you know, giving them something to do, stay off the street, stay out of trouble. And, uh, it's, it was always a way for me to kind of give back, uh, they need the exercise. And, and so that's where our, our slogan tap your potential came from is uh, our program to really, help the kids who have never maybe dreamed of being a dancer or couldn't even afford it to, you know, have that chance. So. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like it's a really good, uh, because one thing I'm starting, uh, uh, to notice, I don't know if it's really the pandemic has, has, has kind of had, uh, an effect on it with, uh, regards to lots of programs and stuff, at least from where I'm around here, when you put out, say, hey, guys, we're doing uh, like a dance crew where we're putting together some sort of show or whatever. You don't get the response that you used to get. I mean, like, it's yeah. crazy. Like nowadays, it's super hard. Have you found that it's been harder since? I mean, like, Definitely I know so. some people might say it's because of the pandemic, but I'm sure that has had a huge effect on it. On its way there, actually. And I think the pandemic just sort of sealed the deal on it was already kind of trending that way a little bit. And then the pandemic came along. And I think it really just kind of crushed a lot of things that were maybe holding on, uh, no pun intended, but by a shoestring, they might've been, you know, sort of just on their way there. And I think the pandemic kind of hit the fast forward button for a lot of 
a lot of organizations, a lot of groups, um, and just people in general, you know, they got comfortable in their house and, you know, you get in a pattern of not going out and then you're not going out. So, um, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's funny you say that because I was just thinking about, you know, getting everyone dancing again, because, uh, you know, it, it's fun and it brings people together and it brings communities together, you know, beyond the television screen. It's, it's something that, um, not everybody can do a sing along per se, but we can all move our feet and dance together kind of thing. And, and, and I think it's, uh, you know, just screams community. So, um, so I, I do, I do see it coming back around because people will be starved for that. Eventually they're, they're going to want to have those times with other people. Yeah, no, definitely. After a certain point, you miss it. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, take the time yeah. off. I mean, that was me for sure. Like, it's just there's there's you don't realize what you have until it's gone. And that's something <laughs> that, that became super clear, uh, uh, you know, the last five years. And I'm so glad we're kind of moving past it. Uh, we still talk about it here and there. We're like, oh, I can't wait to move past it. And yet we're still talking about it. But it's, <laughs> it's part of our history now. We can't we can't really yeah. avoid it. But uh, so uh, Cottonwood um uh cloggers that's what it was that's yeah. the name of your uh current uh dance company correct where uh, well that was the one the, i started off position? yeah i started off when i was a kid and that was the name of the group and uh and i did that for years and years and years uh and then when i moved uh to be outside of nashville um you know i couldn't continue that anymore i couldn't really bring the group with me uh, so i had to sort of uh, make that choice in the career you know um which was a sad one but uh, knowing that the show is coming, um, I knew it was going to take a little bit more out of me to, you know, as a performer. And uh, so I had to sort of put the teaching on hold and I knew I would come back to it. Uh, we're going to do something uh, really fun with the, the web, you know, basically do a web based program. Uh, so that's already in the works. So uh, but yeah, that's how I got started. I got started, you know, just myself as a young, you know, I think I was in high school and I got started. Um, you know, just as something as a hobby, really. And, uh, and I just kept growing and growing and I kept going and going and I paid my way through school doing it. And um, I was driving all over teaching. And at one point I had uh, 12 locations actually. And I realized there was not enough of me to go around, you know, so I, uh, but I, I was just really, you know, taking something that, you know, when you think of clogging, I, I really took it to a whole new level. We had these portable stages that we would take to festivals and set up and uh you know i had a motorhome and a hummer actually sponsored us and we were traveling around so i like took this hobby to this whole new level you know so it was it was pretty intense so wow that's awesome but it all paid off it really really did pay off and yeah, uh, in, uh with a piece of plywood on the ground literally you know, <laughs> yeah literally right show. like yeah made my it first work. show was at a festival with a piece of plywood on the on the dirt Wow. But made it work, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. that's something, you know, make, making the most of it. I really, really admire that. Um, And I mentioned off the top, uh, uh, I was kind of listing off. It's always so fun when I interview people who who wear multiple different hats. I mean, you're also I mentioned off the top a realtor as well. Real estate. Is that yeah, correct? Yes. I've been in the real estate business a while, uh, building houses, flipping houses, you know, buying just a house for investment and selling it. But recently decided to go ahead and kind of widen the net to, you know, take all that experience to be able to work with more people, help more people. I, I really can't build a house for everybody, but I could, as an agent, I could work with more people with their property and try and bring all that expertise, hopefully to the the table and just just help more people and widen the net a little bit of who I can actually um, you know work with and and uh, you know doing the show um, you know just kind of wanted to be more available to people and, and and just building a house or flipping a house is really narrow you know that's only going to apply to just a few people um, but I could talk to everybody about their property or the situation they're in or what they want to do and that really widens up how I can help people more and work with people. So, um, so that's kind of why I decided to go down that road and just kind of add that to the bundle. Well, well there and, and wow, that's awesome. Like building houses and everything. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, it started off as a second thing as something um, you know, what if my legs failed me one day and I couldn't dance anymore. And, um, and then it, it just sort of grew its own legs and has become, you know, something I do all the time. And that's really what made for an interesting 
show model, the director was like, you know, your life's kind of crazy. I mean, that could be a good show, you know, and we were talking about maybe doing like a feature film, which we actually had on the, on the table for a minute, um, doing like an actual, more like a musical. And he's like, you know, we're going to miss so much. There's so many other things that are going to get left behind if we just go down that route. So that's where the, the actual television show kind of got birthed. And um, the idea was big production meets big construction and <laughs> we've got rhythm with views. And so kind of follows me around as we build houses, but also you need to, you learn, learn about the business. You'll learn some tips. Maybe um, it's not really a how to program. It's just mostly about kind of me and, and being in the business of that. And then also you're going to watch us build uh, actual productions on stage, much like you would watch a house get built. We're going to actually build a show through the process of the rhythm with view show. And that's going to be a tribute show for our veterans. And Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And uh, so we started that in episode one. So you get if you watch that, you'll see us begin to work on that. And we're also going to be developing the show on our social media as well. So you can see, you know, as we bring in uh, auditions and different singers and dancers and, and musicians and whatnot, you can watch the show as it sort of grows from uh, concept to stage. So. Oh, wow. And and uh, uh one thing too that's the that um some people also might take for granted is uh just you know the amount of work that goes into those types of shows or any show really in yeah. general um uh what's what's it like uh uh on the creative side because i i've interviewed uh people who who um uh one of the things that they take the most pride in when it comes to putting on shows is the creative aspect. I mean, not just, I mean, like, you know, the, you, you know, the producing and stuff like that, but, but uh, also the uh, creativity is a huge, huge uh, part of it. And just the whole process. Uh, what's it like balancing out between, I mean, like um, uh, uh, producing it, but then you also want to make sure that uh, your creative vision kind of, um, uh, or like the whole creative process, you kind of soak that in, you know? So what's yeah. it like balancing out those two? Ironically, it's much like a dance. I mean, it is much like, you know, staying on balance and moving from one thing to another. And um, the world that we live in is changing so fast. And, you know, so what used to work really, really absolutely may not work right now. And so, you know, I've, I've really found that that aspect of it has been probably the part that has changed the most between your technology and, and again, uh, not to recircle, but the pandemic did kind of really shift a lot of things on, on how we work and where people work and what they work on. So, you know, I've, I've really found that, um, you know, it, it is sort of a juggling act now between, and you'll find more artists. I I'm actually independent, uh, in the sense that I didn't have to you know, sign my life away to do this. I'm actually a partner in the show and I get to make some, you know, decisions with the show as well, but you're going to find more and more that, uh, you know, to be independent, you're going to have to be that producer. You're going to have to be, you know, the marketer, you're going to have to be the promoter. You're going to have to do wear many, many hats. So, you know, the illusion that you're, you're just going to kind of sit back by the beach and hang out by the pool is, is that it is an illusion. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of photo ops go into making that look like it's easy, but the reality is it's a, it's a very, you know, intense world to juggle all of those things and pull them all off, bring all these different people together with different ideas and make it all happen and find the money to do it. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's weird where some parts of the business have gotten easier than ever, but honestly, I think it's maybe harder than it's ever been in some regards as well. Yes, 100%. Like, it's so easy to look at, you know, the 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 final product, you know, the finished product. And 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 uh, I mean, we can do this with any type of movie or show or anything we watch. We look at the final product and just think, oh, wow, that must have been so easy to do. But then behind the scenes, you realize or or I mean, like, oh, it, I mean, like they're doing what they love. So it must have just been so easy for them. And yeah. while it is what you love and it's what you want to do, it that doesn't mean that it's just going to be a smooth ride. There's going to be both. Yeah. Oh, you're bringing all these people together and you're, you know, 
basically, you know, in charge of the whole operation, not just like, you know, some like like the creative aspect and making sure that, you know, the 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 uh, creativity still shows. But I got to make sure that everything is together. You know what I mean? So, yes. And, you know, if you're trying to spearhead that, you know, it's kind of your name on there. You know, people really don't read, you know, a long list of credits. They just kind of see who's who's at the top. So they, they get the spoils when it's great, but they also get all the criticism. They get all the critique, they get, you know, that end of the deal as well. So, uh, you know, you really don't, you know, the, the person way down on the list, they, they're kind of anonymous, you know, they just kind of move on, you know, and uh, where, when you're putting everything out on the line, if it doesn't go well, I mean, uh, you know, it could be the end of the line for you. So, uh, a lot of people don't realize the risk, just just like real estate. Ironically, these two businesses, when I got started with the show, I didn't realize how, even in my own mind, how close they were in similarities. But but it's all about taking an idea, whether it's a house or a show, and getting it, getting the idea so well developed on paper that you can then hand it over to somebody else and they can help you build it. And they can follow the plan or the blueprint with such accuracy that you get a final product that you're going after. And it really requires on the people you can find the talent they have and the budget that you're working with to pull it off. So you're not going to build a mansion with a hundred thousand dollar budget, you know? And so the same thing goes for, you know, productions, you know, you're trying to get this million dollar production on, you know, nowhere's near that kind of money. It's, it's, it's very tough to do. So, you need to be a business person. You need to know how all of this works. It, it's, it's not magic. I mean, they call it movie magic, but it's not, it, it's, I'll tell you the magic it's called money. <laughs> That's the magic. <laughs> and then you can make it happen, you know? So it's a very tough business that way. I think there's a lot of misnomers of what people think are it's like and what it really takes. And I think the real estate part of that, of my life has really, allowed me to have a more of a, a business mindset with my art to where I can, I can have that reality check um, to my own self, you know, that I'm not living in a pipe dream that, you know, this is what it's going to take to make this a reality. And, um, and, and talent's not enough anymore. Unfortunately, it, it really is just not enough uh, when you really kind of measure it out. Um, ta- talent's just only a big, a sliver of the equation now of what it takes. And so that that's made the whole business very difficult um, to navigate, you know, because you think I, I practice my craft. I'm amazing at it. Everybody tells me I'm great. And then you find out that's not enough. No, exactly. Exactly. Like you can't just go by just one good thing and just expect that to uh, define you. Hey, yeah. I did this one show, you know, and then I'm not doing uh, anything else now, but Hey, Look at, you know, I did that. I did that show that was like 20 years ago. And it's like, well, what have you done since then? Oh, nothing. It's like, okay. I mean, like, you know, that's good. Good for you. But I mean, like, just because, uh, you know, you're at the height of your success or, or, or like, you know, that's like the biggest success that you've uh, ever had. Definitely don't stop there. It's got to keep on going. And people like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's just how you, it is. Just start being your own staff too. You really, you, you used to be you would hire somebody who knew more than you and then you just you sort of let go mm-hmm. now you kind of need to know enough to know that they actually know what they're doing and you know i learned that in the construction business you know a lot of guys will tell you they can do the job but you have to know enough to know whether they know that they really can do it and so you can't just take someone's word on things anymore you, you know you really have to kind of be uh, kind of a quasi expert, you know, and whatever you're working on, you have to have enough knowledge to know the people that you're hiring can actually pull off what you're trying to get done. And uh, you, you just can't, you know, expect it to happen because they said it would. And I think that's probably been a big shift that I've seen is just how much you have to be involved. You, you really can't be an absentee manager anymore. You, you need to be right there involved, sleeves rolled up, getting dirty with everybody else. There's no other way to make it happen. But in a great way, uh, 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 it's such a collaborative effort. I mean, like, you know, not just, I mean, like, you know, you're running the whole uh, operation, but a great for, you know, uh, 
building skills, you know, uh, uh, working uh, uh, with people. If maybe uh, before you're like, ah, I'm not really. I mean, that was me for sure. I mean, like, uh, not that I wasn't really a people person, but I've definitely, you know, in 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 uh, producing my own uh, theater shows and stuff like that. I've I've uh, gotten more more uh, confident with regards to I can I can pull this together. Um, not to the point where, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing, like this and that, blah, 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 blah. But like, I'm at the point now where I feel good, where, okay, we we pulled that off. That looked great. That turned out really, really good, but I can't stop there. Okay, this uh, this right here, I should work on this for next time or this and that, like, you know, so you kind of you kind of learn the work by doing the work kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, you, you have to be trial by fire for sure. You've got to be in there and, you know, most of what I do too, I mean, a lot of times, not so much in the construction part, but just in the, the showbiz part, I'm always sort of on the fringe, you know, I'm not doing the normal thing. Like with the show, I was, you know, sort of given the challenge, could I take dance to a whole new level? Could I take the percussive dancing and, and, and do something completely different? Can we move it off the stage and get it from a, a two-dimensional flat plane? Can we move it into something more three-dimensional, more alive and so we decided to sort of make the world the stage as much as possible. And so you'll see in there, I'm dancing through, uh, you know, one of the lumber yards because, you know, I go there for the house reasons, but then we break into sort of a musical on, on television. So it's really got this different feel to it. And then I'm dancing across the high lows and the semi trucks and, you know, through the, the whole uh, lumber yard of the, you know, of that center and then other scenes in the, in the film uh, I'm dancing across, you know, sides of mountains and rocks and and then one of the scenes a uh, pretty amazing one was we did uh, i went across a waterfall so that was pretty cool and uh so we really tried to say hey how can we you know what can you do to take dance to a whole new level make it something that's never been done before so kind of going in line with what you're saying you know how do we go to a whole new level and so that was kind of the challenge put to me and uh and i said okay let's make the world the stage and uh, i definitely don't recommend that people just go out and try to do this stuff um there was some of the stuff in there was very dangerous so uh but we we really are saying you know um how do we move past what we've seen for the last you know relatively hundreds of years you know is just tap dancing on a stage that's all we've ever seen and uh and, and maybe a few, you know, TikTok videos where you're, someone's in their garden with a piece of plywood on the ground or something like that. But, you know, how, how do we we take it to a whole new level? So I'm actually dancing across the rocks and jumping and doing all these things. It, it was actually quite athletically challenging. It was the most difficult thing I've done. Oh, wow. Like that, <laughs> that is quite that. And that's all like, like, like it's not edited in post day. Eh? Like that's completely, oh, no, you no, know no, what I mean? No. Like that's. Yeah, no, the only editing was just multiple cameras and, you know, just getting the takes and all of that. But um, but it was me dancing and no, no camera trickery or anything like that. So um, but yeah, no, it was I actually almost knocked the one of the guys over with. I don't know if you're familiar with the red camera, but that's the cameras they were using was the red. And uh, they use them on like uh, Star Wars and Jurassic Park and whatnot. Oh, OK, so they have really high quality and they brought out these very expensive gear and we're out in this water, you know, and I like literally almost just knocked over the camera guy and like a half a million dollars worth of equipment in the river. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, it was, we were doing things that people normally would not expect you to do for when you think of a dance show. So, uh, so, and we've got more in store. So. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, feel, uh, feel, feel free to plug, uh, what's coming up. I mean, like, is there any teases, uh, you can give us, or is it kind of like a tune in and find out kind of thing? <laughs> kind of a tune in and find out because, uh, we're using our first episode as a way to pilot this out, but also because we're getting ready to, um, uh, mentioning that show earlier, we're getting ready to take, uh, sort of, uh, the act on the road. And what we're going to be doing is going around doing like an American town tour, stopping in and uh, promoting the Rhythm of View show, getting out and doing the performances, um, meeting people around the country, and then um, all of this kind of, you know, uh, sandwiching into the rest of season one, which we're, uh, you know, currently working on. And so it's kind of exciting, but we want to take this time to build more awareness, get out there, uh, get people dancing, uh, promote the tap your potential uh, 
program to schools with after school programs. And uh, so there's a lot of things that we want to do to kind of connect with people throughout the community. And uh, uh, because the show is more than a show. So that's what's exciting about it. Wow, that's super awesome. That's awesome. So uh, you're doing great, Atticus. It's great what you're doing. Uh, you know, congratulations on all your success and everything. I mean, it's super great. You know, Rhythm with Views is going really, really good. Happy to hear about that. Um, um, so uh, where can people find you on like uh, social media or or uh, like website and stuff like that? Well, I have your website here, actually. It's yeah, yeah. AtticusSumner.com. But that is uh, and, uh, uh, anywhere else or? Well, yeah. And just so they know if they don't. So people don't get confused. Um, kind of my stage name is just my first and middle name, which we go by Atticus Ray. So if you see that, uh, it's it's still my name. I just don't want anyone to get confused. But if you go to Atticus Ray uh, at Linktree, the, oh, excuse me, official Atticus Ray at Linktree, all, all those social media links and everything will be right there for you where to go get, you know, find the show. I encourage everyone to watch it because uh, in today's world, um, you know, to watch something you've never seen before is very hard to find. And I'm going to tell you that you've never seen anything like this show before. And uh, anybody can sit down and, and get something out of it and have a great time watching it. And so I'm, we're just encouraging people to do that and also uh, to keep tuning in because we are going to be coming out. If you'd like to actually be part of us coming to your town, uh, we're looking for some promotional partners right now. Um, actually, we haven't started, but we've already got some lined up because kind of word got out. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're kind of calling it like Footloose, you know, like Footloose coming to your town. And we're going to get the whole town dancing. We'll be doing school assemblies and concerts while we're there. And it'll be a lot of fun. So. Oh, awesome. If uh, if you're free, come on down to Miramichi, uh, New Brunswick. We'd love to have you down here. Miramichi, uh, okay. uh, Footloose, Miramichi Footloose. I like that. We should yeah, I've been to Nova Scotia quite a bit. So teaching workshops. So, uh, oh, be, okay. Yeah. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be terrible to come up there and, uh, say hi to y'all and have some, uh, lobster. Do you guys, are you big into lobster there too? Uh, yeah, there's lots. Yeah. I'm not too big on lobster myself, but uh, I know lots of people who are like, they, yeah. they're, they're huge into that. Oh, yeah. So I got fed a lot of lobster when I went to Nova Scotia. So <laughs> that's a good spot for it though. Like that. Yeah. That's everywhere. Yeah, you so go I didn't know through. if y'all are into that too, but yeah, no, that'll be fun. Maybe we can set something up, uh, but yeah, uh, this is a, a worldwide uh, program. So it's on Amazon prime and Apple TV plus. So it's in 70 languages around the world. So just, um, you know, people can watch it everywhere. Definitely go and check it out. And uh, the rest of season one is on the burner right now, getting cooked up and ready to go. And uh, but more importantly, you know, uh, just stay in touch because we're going to be doing a lot of really cool things on social media as we build from television to stage and from stage back to TV again. So it's going to be quite a lot of fun. Oh, perfect. Definitely. So we, we will definitely stay in touch. Super, super yes. excited about that. Yes. So uh, thank you for coming on today, uh, Atticus. Well, Guys, definitely don't forget to uh, check out Rhythm with Views, uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, almost said uh, Amazon Music for some reason. Um, that's <laughs> Amazon Music. Yeah, you can listen to it. Um, Amazon Prime, Google Play, uh, all that good stuff. Apple TV Plus. Uh, Atticus, best of luck to you. And uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. Yes. Looking forward to it. All right. So, guys, we are, are, are going to take a short break. Uh, but uh, until then, this is Frankie and Atticus signing off. Thank you, Atticus. Yep. Thanks. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Corkin Entertainment Show. That was me and Atticus Sumner. Uh, definitely, guys, be sure to check out uh, uh, Rhythm with Views, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, and uh, me and Atticus may be planning something in the future. We talked a little bit about... Um, we, we, we chatted a bit after we uh, recorded that. Might have something uh, in the works in the near future, but, uh, you know, we'll cross that bridge once we get to it. Uh, but uh, definitely, Atticus, thank you again for coming on. I uh, really, really um, uh, appreciate it, and uh, I'm happy to give you the publicity. Um, <clears throat> 
Before we continue, we'd like to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Newcastle Business District. The Newcastle Business District continues to promote, develop, and enhance our downtown business area through community projects, promotions, and economic development. It was first created in 1983 under the name Newcastle Business Association and was renamed Downtown Miramichi Business Network. This was following Newcastle's incorporation into the new city of Miramichi in 1999. In 2006, it was renamed again to Newcastle Business District. Despite the many changes in its name over the years, the organization's goal has always remained the same, which is to further enhance the active growth of the downtown business community, Newcastle Business District. Shop Downtown Newcastle. And so uh, our first uh, discussion topic today, uh, our first solo discussion topic today, uh, is going to be with regards, it's this interview with uh, Robert Downey Jr. with uh, GQ UK. Uh, And I thought it was really interesting when I read it. Um, So basically it's, why does Robert Downey Jr. want to see Tom Holland move on from Spider-Man? And so you guys know, I mean, of course, uh, you know... uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Tom Holland, they kind of, they've kind of had this like you know father son bond for um, you know Tom's duration in the MCU, uh, which started in Civil War. It's kind of carried on. Um, it carried on into Infinity War, Homecoming, and then of course kind of ended with Endgame, where you know spoiler alert, Tony died, and then Spider Man, you know spider man didn't die. He 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 uh, kept on going, and Tom Holland's currently still uh, he. Still is Spider-Man currently. Um, but uh, in this recent interview with Robert Downey Jr., he is, um, you know, eager for uh, Tom Holland to to kind of move on from, from Spider-Man. Um, so this is what it said. Uh, in a recent interview with GQ UK, uh, Robert Downey Jr. spoke about what he hopes Tom Holland does in the future and also if he is willing to come back as Iron Man in the MCU. Uh, Tom Holland recently opened up about continuing to play Spider-Man when his contract ends after the next Spider-Man film entitled Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. Um, No Way Home would be the last one on my contract. I have always said to them, if they want me back, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Uh, If they want me back, I'll be there. If they don't, I will walk off into the sunset a very happy person because it has been an amazing journey. Um, And actually, yeah, I should... I should probably point out here, by the way, I forgot to mention this. This was released. Uh, um, I never saw this article until like just recently. Uh, it says, because of course it says after the next Spider-Man movie entitled No Way Home. So this was before No Way Home. Uh, but this was the first time I ever saw this article and I kind of wanted to give my thoughts. Um, uh, and now Robert Downey Jr. has also given his opinion about this. Look, Tom won't be playing Spider-Man when he's 37. At least I hope not. And when you're in the MCU, there's a feeling of all life beginning with it and ending with it. But there's a life outside of two. I can confirm this. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It's funny. I bumped into Keanu Reeves the other day, somewhere in Malibu, I think. And he told me he had just been filming The Matrix again. He stepped back into that world that he once occupied. I asked him what it felt like being in Australia. What I'm saying is there was a Spider-Man before Tom Holland, and there will be a Spider-Man after Tom Holland. That's facts, Tomo. Sorry. Um, In the same interview, he was asked if he would be willing to suit up again, and he stated, Well, I have alighted for now. Real world to save, but never say never. Um, and so it, it also says, you know, Tom Holland is starting to build a solid acting career outside the MCU, but hopefully No Way Home isn't the last time we see him. It's not the last time we see him. We're going to see him. They're, they're, they're are, they've already confirmed they're making a, a fourth um, MCU Spider-Man film. So No, no Way Home is not his last one. Um, but it's definitely interesting. I read that. So I, I remember I read that a few times. Uh, you know, obviously it's from before No Way Home came out. I don't know why I didn't see that article until now. Uh, but I really think it's interesting because um, nobody would know that better than Robert Downey Jr., who is, of course, I mean, like, you know, I guess it's not really an exaggeration to say that there there would be no MCU without uh, Robert Downey Jr. I think he even said that with, um, uh, what was that interview I saw him with? Uh, what was it Howard Stern I think it was or some uh, radio show basically saying like you know they should you know put a shot you know you know erect a shrine in my honor uh, kind of thing there's no Marvel Cinematic Universe I did everything kind of thing um and it's funny because Robert Downey Jr. has 
one things I like about him is that I mean, like, yes, he's confident. Some might think he's kind of stuck up uh, when he's kind of you know talking like that. But to me, I think it's great. He has the perfect. He 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 finds that perfect uh, um, uh, balance of yeah, sure, he's confident, but he's not. But he's also super humble at the same time. That's what I've always really admired about uh, Robert Downey Jr. He's he's not full of himself. He's not. I mean, like you know, despite that, you know, the man is one of the richest people in the world, um, the richest actors too. Period. Um, he he's also very humble. He's confident. He's proud of what he does. But he, uh, uh, you know, he's, and that's you know that's what I love about him. We all love Robert Downey Jr. And um, you know, nobody would know that like you know um, that there's a life outside the MCU, um, better than Robert Downey Jr. Now, of course, uh, Tom Holland has gotten lots of work outside of Spider Man. Uh, you know, he did that one movie or what was that TV show? I think it was the Crowder Room, which I have not seen yet, but it's gotten a lot of mixed reviews. Um, there was, of course, the Uncharted movie, which from what I hear was kind of bad. Um, but Tom Holland's a great actor, though. Tom Holland is a fantastic actor. And I really do agree with Robert Downey Jr. Um, that, you know, yeah, like Tom's a great actor. And uh, if he keeps on playing spider-man when he's 37 like you know what i mean like if he's already you know spreading his wings and he's doing all these other amazing roles and stuff like that then um when you're spider-man when you're locked into these contracts with the mcu you're very limited as to what you can sign up for like you know oh hey there's this awesome crime drama that that uh I was offered a part in. Oh, but shit! Like you know, this it, it's part of my con. We're you know we're doing the next Avengers movie, whatever, and I can't do it. Um, you know, and so what do I think we should do with Rob or um, with uh, Tom Holland or what he should do? Um, just my opinion. I mean, like definitely, I want. I mean, like there's no there's no no doubt about it. He's gonna do an, an another Spider Man uh solo movie he's probably gonna be in uh secret wars and king dynasty and stuff like that i mean it's not confirmed confirmed but i mean it's he's gonna be there um almost guaranteed um but i would like to see another solo trilogy with you know of course tom holland spider-man because i think it's gonna be super interesting to see what he does after no way home but i really think that maybe after that trilogy he should call it quits um, yeah, here I am telling, yes, yeah, some Canadian nobody telling uh, Tom Holland, you know, millionaire what to do. No, 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 I'm not telling him what to do. Like, yeah, like he listens to this podcast. I wish. <laughs> like, I wish. Fuck. Um, but, um, I think it would be a good time to kind of end it there. Like whether they kill off his iteration of Peter Parker or he just, you know, sp- swings off into the sunset. I don't know. Um, and then, of course, maybe he can do what uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have done, where they pop up again later. In, and, and, and like, there's rumors and speculation that they, they will pop up again at some point. Um, Tom Holland will always be part of the MCU, like, no matter what. Or, like, you know, his 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 fingerprints will be all over it no matter what. Same with Robert Downey Jr. Um, well, I think, I mean, like, I don't anticipate we'll see, like, a, like Robert Downey Jr., you know, Tony Stark resurrected, anything like that. I highly, highly, highly doubt that. But I would expect maybe like a cameo, like, like you know, Stan Lee's gone. We can do Tony Stark cameos. I don't know. Um, which is something that has been discussed. I've, I, I have seen articles of people saying that that should happen. Um, but definitely, yeah, like Tom Holland, he is a fantastic actor outside of Spider-Man. Um, he's got the chops. I do get what Robert Downey Jr. is saying um, with the point where he says there is a life outside the MCU and that if Tom sticks with it for too long, he's going to get stuck. Like, he's a great actor, and and, and this is something that Robert Downey Jr. would know. Robert Downey Jr., I mean, of course, after he did... um, he did, you know, um, uh, Avengers Endgame. That was his last one. He did some movies scattered throughout. Like, uh, Due Date was one. I actually like Due Date a lot. Due Date was a really funny movie. Him and uh, Zach Galifianakis, like a road road trip comedy. I really, 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 really enjoyed that movie. Uh, definitely check it out if you guys haven't seen it. Um, so so he, he's had some good films scattered throughout, but obviously all people would see is Iron Man, Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark, this and that. Um but then, of course, after Endgame and, you know, Tony Stark was was killed, uh, Robert Downey Jr. went on to do uh, um, uh, Doolittle, which 
I still haven't seen, but from everything I hear about it, it's a garbage film. Um, I guess he does what's best with it to, you know, with whatever, you know, shitty material, what he was given, he, he made the most of it, but for the most part, it was a bad, bad movie from what I hear. Um, and then of course he did, uh, uh, Oppenheimer, which I, I've said it and I stand by it. I think he's going to get an Academy Award nomination for best supporting actor for his performance in Oppenheimer. He was phenomenal in that movie. Um, and I think Tom Holland could have that potential to, you know, he's getting, you know, he's improving himself as an actor and he's getting all these great gigs and stuff like that. Um, but where if, you know, for someone like Robert Downey Jr., where he was so, you know, like, like locked into Iron Man, he couldn't really go out and spread his wings, really. Um, Tom Holland, uh, basically what Robert Downey Jr. is saying is that, is that he hopes that Tom it doesn't get to that point where he's 37. They're still trying to find ways to, you know, they're doing these new Spider-Man movies. He sees the potential in Tom Holland. I mean, he pretty well, you know, he's a good mentor to him, like, like a, you know, fatherly type figure to him. Um, and he's really, and he really sees the, the potential in him. And I think, you know, he's speaking from experience where he's like, I've been, I, I was tied up with this for 10 years. It's a big commitment. It's lots of, you know, hours and days and, 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 and just everything. And you're not going to be able to do many other roles. Um, and he's insanely talented. You know what I mean? So, um, I really admire that about, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I really, really do. I think he's a good, um, he's a good, uh, uh, uh um, what's the word, uh, Life, uh, life coach. I think that's the best way to say it. life coach. You know, like he's really, and Robert Downey Jr. has been through a lot too. I mean, goddamn. Like, I mean, like throughout his entire career. I mean, like you know, he had his drug problem. He was, uh, you know, he's he ruined TV shows and stuff like that because of his behavior. Went through a lot of bad stuff, but he came out on top, man. And uh, he's still one of the best actors to ever grace, uh, the big screen for sure. And uh, you know, Tom Holland's learning from the best, man. He's learning from the best. So. Uh, where I stand on it, I say that, uh, you know, Tom Holland, maybe, I mean, I, I mean, like this is kind of what, what I'd like to see him and also what I think might happen. He'll be in, of course, uh, Avengers Secret Wars, Avengers King Dynasty. I, I, I think it's likely that he's going to be in it. Like I, I, I'd be shocked if he wasn't, um, and then he's going to do another trilogy of Spider-Man movies. And then I think that's done. I think he's going to be done after that. Uh, just my opinion. I have nothing to back that up. I'm kind of just speculating, really. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Anyways, guys, um, I'm definitely curious to hear hear what you guys all think. Definitely be sure to let me know what you think about this on social media. Uh, do you think it? Uh, uh, do you think Robert Denny Jr. is correct? Do you think that uh, you know it is maybe time for Tom Holland to move on to Spider Man? Uh, are you guys hoping he moves on from Spider Man because you're in the same position as uh, as uh, Danny Jr. where um, you know you see lots of potential in Tom Holland. He's a great actor, and you just don't want to see him get trapped in the Spider Man role. Definitely, whatever you guys think, be sure to let me know your thoughts. And uh, so with that down and out of the way, I want to talk about, um, I had a, a different topic prepped uh, for today, and then I ended up uh, coming across this uh, recent article from uh, Variety, um, but actually a lot of sites are reporting this um, because, hell, it's big. Michael Caine, the great Michael Caine, um, now probably I would say what Michael Caine is probably best known for um, I mean, like he's known for a lot, a lot of stuff, but I know for all, all like all the people that I know, like there's a lot of people that I know, know him best as, I mean, like Alfred in the dark Knight. but I mean, he's got a, like a, a Bible, you know what I mean? Like he's got a Bible of, of uh, movies that he's done. Um, but, um, I think he's great. Um, interstellar too. I am, um, I remember I was, I was, uh, I went and rewatched that the other day. Um, because, uh, or actually not the other day, it, it was a while back because I'm like, I'm trying to, to decide what the best uh, uh, Christopher Nolan movie is, and Interstellar was one of them, uh, and so I was kind of watching that to see where I stood on it, but um, Michael Caine's fantastic in that as well, Michael Caine is fantastic in um, uh, Interstellar, and with every movie he does, um, it was funny, I was, um, I was going through 
you know, typed in, typed in uh, this whole thing about uh, Michael Caine. And it was like this big, like Michael Caine's best movies, like ranked. And it's like 50 of them on here. It's unreal. Like the man, the man, <laughs> I, I got to say though, like for someone who's 90 to now deciding, yeah, I think I'm done. Like, not many people can say that. Well, Betty White, I mean, Betty White was one. Um, and there's probably more of that that I can't think of off the top of my head. But, uh, you know, Betty White's one that's that, that really stood out to me, where I think it was to the point where Betty White was too scared to take on roles anymore. Um, or, like, she was scared to get locked into a contract in the event that she died. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy that that she'd still be you know she was still doing that at her age um but if they like it enough you know what i mean like that's 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 something but uh you know michael kane has pretty much said that he's done uh so uh this is the article from variety uh michael kane says he's sort of retired now i am bloody 90 and i can't walk properly or as he says uh i am bloody 90 i i man i want to do a michael kane impression so bad and i just cannot do it um anyway um michael kane caused a stir in 2021 when he said that his role in director lena ross uh, lena rossley's uh i'm probably butchering that um comedy bestsellers might be the last of his career reps for the two-time oscar winner were swift to clarify that kane's announcement was premature and that he was already considering two new films at the time flash forward two years later and it seems kane is more or less retired now I am bloody 90 now, and I can't walk properly and all that, he told the Telegraph in a new profile. I am sort of am retired now. Uh, if Kane actually is retired, then his final film will be the upcoming The Great Escaper. The film, co-starring Glenda Jackson, is based on the true story of Bernard Bernie Jordan, a Royal Navy veteran who disappeared from his old age home at 89 to travel France so he could attend the 70th anniversary of D-Day. Um... I was so happy to do it, Kane said. I just loved the character of Bernie. I thought he was incredible, and it's so beautifully written. With COVID and all that, I hadn't picked, done a picture in three years, and I thought I was finished. Then suddenly, did it, had an, and had a wonderful time. Uh, taking on a role at his age proved arduous for Kane, who explained, They gave me ver a very good walking stick, and I was able to do scenes that needed that. I just do them once and then fall over, but just one take, that's it. Forget it. Uh, we were sure to be careful that Michael wasn't working too hard, Kane's director Oliver Parker clarified, and having him negotiate moving around uh, at the pace he did, but for him to have returned to acting not after made a film in a while, and in the way he did, was quite a thing. Uh, I've rarely seen him playing a character that has such frail uh, a frailty, Parker added. He's always been Michael Kane, carefree, confident, and cool. Here he's playing a man who was struggling to keep his control, or keep control, and for the audience to invest in that he really has to share his vulnerabilities, I, and I really was thrilled at Michael's ability to do that, um, and really though, that's unreal, um, that, I mean, like, look, like, I know lots of people who, you know, they get to their, you know, 60s, they get to their 70s, and they're like, okay, I think I'm done now, um, I'm even hearing of some people, they're retiring, you know, younger than that 50, you know what I mean? Like they're getting, uh, I mean, like, you know, fairly young. Um, Michael Caine, man, 90 years old and he's still like, he wants to do acting, but now, I mean, like luckily now he's gotten to the point now where he's, uh, he's decided, yo, okay, I think, you know, what's done is done. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's kind of, uh, uh, accept the fact that, you know, I got to stop this at some point. Um, and uh, so uh, asked about what it's like to be 90 years old, Kane said, the worst thing about it is that so much disappears from your life. You can't run around, you can't play football, and you gradually realize that you're approaching death. Uh, death could be just around the corner at 90, he said. But I'm quite happy. I'm sitting here writing, doing my thing. I like it. I have two children, three grandchildren, and a wife. Everyone's going to join me eventually. No one's going to say, I'm so sorry you're going to die. I wish you were like me and not going to die. Everybody's going to die. I've lived to fucking 90. I didn't die 
at night nine or 19 or 29 I'm 90 and I've had the best possible life I could have thought of the best possible uh, the best possible wife the best possible family they may not be a family that other people would say is the best possible family but the best possible family for me he says possible a lot in there um, and then the, the great escaper is opening in UK theaters on October 6th um yeah like that one okay so that part that last part really resonated with me when i first read it because um you know i'll 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 kind of you know you know this isn't really entertainment uh esque kind of thing you know you know it might be a little sad but uh you know just just you know you know you know it's a you know it, it's my show i'm just gonna talk about it anyway um so a lot of you guys know who know me that my grandmother passed away last november on the opening night of our show america christmas um which it's coming up on a year now, which is crazy. Um, and one of the things that, I mean, like, it's hard to lose people around you. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard, no matter if they live the fullest life, if, uh, uh, you know, anything like that. It, it's hard, you know? Um, and lo while losing Graham was super tough, I took, you know, great joy in long. I mean, she, she lived to be 92. Um I took great joy in knowing that she lived the best life she could have. You know what I mean? Like she left behind such a legacy too, where she, you know, nine children, um, multiple grandchildren, nieces and nephews. You, you know what I mean? Like she, she lived life to the fullest. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yes, of course, while it, you know, it was super devastating for us all to lose her, it was, you know, like, I was just so glad that she, you know, like, not many people get to say that they, you know, get to, like, someone like me. I know a lot of people that lost their grandparents or, you know, lost their grandmother at, like, you know, when they were, say, like, eight, nine, ten. I was so grateful that I was able to have my grandmother, uh, you know, for 24 years. You know what I mean? Like, not many people can say that, which is, un you know, it's crazy. Um, and... You know, yeah, like it's sorry, I'm not really sure where I'm going with it, but I mean, like, you know, or it's, it's, I, I get where he's coming from. You know what I mean? Like, um, we're all going to die. Like, that's one thing. We're all going to die. Um, I think he's at the point now, Michael Kane. Um, sorry for going off on, on a tangent there, guys. I kind of want to just, you know, explain why that part resonated with me so much. Um, the, the thing with the two is when you're, at that age where you're like, I could die tomorrow. Like, it's not even uh, like, oh, you know, maybe a little bit like, like, no, you're 90. You could die. You know what I mean? Like you could, you know, you could just, you know, go to bed one night and not wake up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you, you, you don't know. Um, And I think he's at the point now where, I mean, of course, acting's a big job. I mean, like he's, you know, he's working lots of hours and doing this and that. Obviously they're making it as easy on him as possible, making sure they don't push him too hard. But, if you, knowing that your time is pr coming up soon, you want to enjoy that with your family. You want to, you know, like, um, you know, maybe you can't move around as much as, as you did, you know, you, you know, probably can't go hiking or can't do nothing like that. But I mean, you know, you want to just, you know, enjoy the rest of your days in peace, you know, just sit around with your wife, sitting around with your, you know, he said he got two kids. He's got two, uh, or two kids and three grandkids you know, enjoy that, you know what I mean, like, really enjoy that, and I just, you know, I, the man has had such an amazing career, um, he certainly earned the retirement, um, and, yeah, that's just all I could say, I mean, like, there might be some people saying, oh, come on, like, you're Michael Caine, like, guys, you, you guys don't know, like, it's tough for an actor, uh, I mean, not just, uh, an actor who's 90, but any actor, I mean, if some actors want to move on, you know, say, like, hey, maybe I want to focus more on directing or more on this, like, that's their choice, uh, and with Michael Caine, I mean, like, I don't think there's any reason to, you know, like, not understand why he's doing this. I mean, he certainly earned it. He had a great career. He's had a great life. Um, yeah, I'm just super happy that he's, you know, made that call. So, uh, you know, we're all going to miss Michael Caine's acting. But, uh, you know, we definitely know that there's great things ahead. Uh, and who knows? I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I heard something recently that Mark Wahlberg is going to retire soon. Or he's planning on retiring or something like that. Um, and like that could change tomorrow. You know, who said that before too? Johnny Depp said that he was going to retire. Um, 
he was going to retire after it was uh, one of his movies bombed or something like that. And then he's like, yeah, I think I'm playing on, uh, you know, I'm going to retire soon, this and that. Uh, and then he made like 20 movies. Well, then, I mean, like not 20 movies, because then, of course, he ran into that whole uh, kerfluffle with his wife. But, you know, anyways, you guys know about that. Um, but, yeah, like, so who knows? I mean, like he he could wake up tomorrow and go, yeah, you know, I think I'm, I'm feeling another movie. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, what do you got for me? Uh, but if he doesn't, that's fine. He lived a good life. He, he had, I mean, like I'm talking like he's dead already, but I mean, he's not like, um, uh, uh, he did everything he wanted to do. He had a great career left behind a great legacy. He deserves to live out the rest of his life. However he wants it. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, big, big, uh, congratulations to him. Not that he's ever going to listen to this. I talked to some of these people, like, you know, I hope they, I mean, like I, I would love for them to listen to this sometime, but I don't, there's no way. Um, but, uh, super thrilled for Michael Caine, regardless of if he hears us or not. Uh, if you guys can tag him, I don't think he has social media or anything, but tag it to his publicist, whatever you got to do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, guys, we're going to call for the show there today. I want to thank my guest, uh, Atticus Sumner. Definitely be sure to check out Rhythm with Views on, uh, Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV Plus and Google Play. Um, and, uh, thank you guys for tuning into the show. Uh, you know, going into the, to um, October now, lots of stuff coming. More information, Playhouse Coral tickets are going on sale soon, so be sure to stay tuned on social media for that. And uh, yeah, guys, so uh, thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week, but until then, this is Frankie signing off. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>